0: This episode of Community Matters Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss issues important to managing and governing condos, cooperatives, and homeowner associations. My name is Tony Campisi, Executive Director of the Keystone Chapter of Community Associations Institute. It's the holiday season. Homeowners across the region are busy decorating their homes with lights, displays, inflatables and all sorts of other holiday decorations. Some of these displays are very classy and elegant, and some, maybe not so much. So can a community association implement some rules that govern holiday decorations and displays? We'll find out in this episode of Community Matters Podcast. My guests for this episode are Barbara Saxton, CMCA, AMS PCAM, a community manager with the Gallman Group, and a member of the Chapter Board of Directors, and Neil Hilkert, an attorney with Ridenbach Associates, who is also a member of the Chapter's Communications Committee. Welcome to Community Matters Podcast, and please tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves and your companies. Barb?
1: Hi, Tony. Um, my name is Barbara Saxon, as Tony said. Uh, I am a community manager with the Galman Group. We have a small uh, community association division. We have two portfolio managers and three on-site managers. And um, so we're close and we share a lot of information. And I think that that's a big plus uh, in this industry. Uh, Like Tony said, I am on the Keystone Chapter board, which I'm very proud and pleased to be a part of. And I have a a lot of good colleagues there.
2: Tony, good afternoon. Uh, Thanks for uh, allowing me to participate in another podcast. Uh, Yes, I've been affiliated with uh, Reidenbach & Associates for over 14 years, and uh, the same is true for my involvement with CAI on both communications committee and a number of other committees practicing uh, primarily in our real estate practice with common interest communities both in southeastern PA and central and south Jersey.
0: Well, we're glad to have you both here. Let's get right into the discussion about holiday decorations. It's always a hot topic in community associations. What rules, if any, are appropriate for holiday decorations? Barb, let me let me throw that question to you.
1: Yes, Tony. Uh, I think it's really important to remember um, that there's more than one holiday besides Christmas. Uh, many of the associations rules and regulations have been in place for a very long time, and they tend to concentrate on the Christmas holiday, uh, how many days before you can put up your re- decorations, how many after. But our communities have become more and more diversified over the years. Um, There's many different ethnicities, many different religions, and and many different holidays uh, that are celebrated um, in similar ways uh, with lights and and, um, colors and noise. Um, So I think it's important that whatever rules a community adopts for decorations be applicable to all holidays, not just one.
0: So holiday decorating has been elevated to a whole new level in recent, recent years. We've all seen the crazy houses on the news with blinking lights and music. Barb, can a community regulate sounds as well as decorations and displays?
1: Absolutely. Um, most community association rules do have verbiage that say nothing can uh, be a nuisance or a disturbance to the neighbors. And and certainly um, those big inflatables or uh, snow globes that you see that play music 24-7 could be considered a nuisance. Um, Most of my associations uh, are encouraged to not permit anything that makes a sound, plays music, uh, or or is an otherwise uh, an annoyance to the neighbors. Uh, The big inflatable snow globes, uh, if if you're within any hearing distance, you, you hear that that fake snow going on inside and that's quite noisy and it could be very disturbing to people. So I think you wanna try to limit uh, the type of of decorations and also the size of decorations um, because that could also be an annoyance to neighbors. Um, They look out their window and see a giant 20 foot snowman uh, waving in the breeze. That could be a a real uh, annoyance to some people. But yes, the, an, an association can regulate lights and music. Some also regulate, uh, don't permit blinking lights or colored lights. Uh, sometimes they just permit white lights. Uh, not, not permitting colored lights may be an issue with some holidays, however, um, because I know some holidays are celebrated with uh, lots of different color lights. I think the Chinese New Year is one. Um, Diwali is another. So um, we have to be cognizant of that.
0: Let me ask about common areas. What's your guidance here? Is there a best practice for decorations on common areas? I think we've been talking mostly about private homes, but in every community, there's there's common space. So how do we handle that?
1: Well, we don't usually allow people to decorate the common area. Um, and that would include the bushes and the shrubs in the common area and the trees. Um, we really try to keep people uh, to their own unit uh, within their own properties. Um, They can certainly decorate a balcony or put something on a balcony, but um, we really discourage decorations on common areas uh, other than what the board or the association itself traditionally uh, puts up. And again, we have to be cognizant that not everybody celebrates the same holiday. Um, So holiday decorations should try to to be as generic as possible um, so as not to offend anyone.
2: I think, as, I think as Barr points out, uh, one of the key issues is establishing a, a really broad-based, clear sense of what the standards and requirements are. And, and the board needs to think this through very carefully. Uh, regarding the common areas, um, I look at that and, and advise uh, boards mostly to go back and look at what their local municipalities have done. They have great uh, displays in many township parks and recreation areas. But they keep them generic, and if the board takes that position, that sets a good example and a good tone for the rest of the community as to what is appropriate for them to implement as
1: well. That's a great suggestion, Neil.
0: So, so you both mentioned that um, you know talk about how boards decide how to decorate their common areas uh, and to be sensitive, you know, Christmas trees versus menorahs versus other holidays. How, how does a board decide how how to Decorate their common area and and be all encompassing. Any advice there? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one. Probably one of the toughest things to do is to uh, to keep boards from uh, inserting their own personal preferences into decorations. Um, you know, because they all have them. They're they're they put up their own decorations. Um, but I think it, it, as long as you, uh, I think Neil's suggestion is an excellent one uh, to see what t- the township or local parks have done, um, and and follow suit with that. Some associations don't decorate their common areas at all, um, and then some homeowners are very uh, very disappointed in that. They expect to see a certain amount of decorations at certain holidays. Um, so it's 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 a, a fine line to tread. Let's put it that way.
2: Yeah, then too, Tony, there's also the distinction between those decorations that are outside common areas versus those that may be in a clubhouse, uh, which uh, is an interior facility, inside facility used by the community for parties and recreational events and social events. And uh, I I think Bart can attest to the fact that uh, many boards have committees to decorate the interior of of a particular community building or facility. And that raises some questions in amongst itself, as Barb points out depends on who does it and what they're gonna display in those areas. And you gotta make sure it's important to make sure that you're thinking of everyone in the community. And again, you're trying to be as generic, but as, um, as thoughtful as you possibly can while having the ability to celebrate a particular holiday that, uh, that you're trying to express. So it is a complicated issue. If I just go back and say, I think the essence of dealing with that is the board thinking through good rules and regulations that can sort of set the standards, set the tones as to what's appropriate for the community.
0: Let me ask you a quick follow-up there, Neil, and I realize this could go off in a different direction, excuse me, and become its own podcast topic, but when dealing with committees, ultimately, it's the board that has the authority, so is it proper for the board to approve what the decorating committee wants to put up before they start decorating?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I think it would be helpful again if the board sort of set the general standards as to what what is acceptable. Uh, again, the board is responsible for the management of the association and the uh, responsibility and liability ultimately rest with them. So giving them some guidelines in advance is certainly going to be helpful. But again, uh, if the board hasn't thought that through to that extent, it's really important for them to make sure once the committee sort of exercises. Uh, their best judgment to go back and make sure their, their their alleged best judgment is appropriate for the needs of the community. I, I caution that because, again, it's hard, and, and Barb can probably attest to this as well, it's hard to find committee members to participating in many committees, and you don't want to offend them by saying, oh, by the way, thanks for doing the uh, decorations in the clubhouse, but you didn't do such a good job because you did things that are inappropriate, hypothetically so again, it's it's best to be proactive and sort of set the standards and the tone as to what the board has determined is in the best interest of the community and appropriate for all those that want to engage in in a particular celebration or holiday event.
1: That's well put neil i I agree it's it's, it's sometimes difficult um dealing with committees because some of these committee members have been doing this for a long time, and they're of the mindset well we we always did it this way.
2: <laughs> That's so true, yes.
0: Neil, let me ask you, what's your best advice that you can provide to our listeners on how a community should enforce their rules regarding holiday decorations?
2: Well, I touched on this a moment ago, and I think it's a challenge for boards just because they have a lot on their plate and a lot to deal with at any particular point in time. So being as detail-oriented sometimes is not always the easiest thing to do. But setting clear guidelines, setting clear rules and regulations on how all aspects of the operation of the community Really helps to set the tone and reduce conflict down the road and i say that is is also applicable to holiday decorations what, what message do you want to send to the community at large i mean outside the community as to what what's acceptable in your community what's in the best interest of the community what creates the best curb appeal what's the best look for the community what's the message you want to send because it is a marketing uh issue or a concern uh, because people have value in their homes. They want to make sure that value is maintained and people don't drive through from uh, the outside looking at perhaps uh, thinking about buying there and they find something and oh my goodness, they have no control of their decorations. It's just ridiculous and it's not inviting so on and so forth. So again, being proactive and trying to set the standards into the best interest community is, is first and foremost. But secondly, as Barbara's pointed out too, you need to be aware of and cognizant of other people's interests, their religions, their ethnicity, what is appealing and, and purposeful for them. So I think in that case, I would suggest less is more. Let's have general guidelines that limit things in an appropriate way, but also does not limit someone's uh, ability to be self-expressive. But again, your goal is to look out for the best interests of the entire community. So setting clear guidelines, rules and regulations, what's acceptable. And two is, which we talked a little bit about previously, two primary ones is, what are you going to allow people to display? I'm talking outside now for the most part. And how long are you going to let them display it? And that should be applicable for he- all holidays. Right. I've noticed in several associations, Christmas is rather well regulated, but Halloween, which has become a greater holiday, a holiday with greater opportunities for display, uh, and more people are displaying uh, Halloween, Halloween um, decorations, if you will. Uh, there's no guideline as to how long they can stay up before or after the holiday. So again, uh, that's just something the board has to deal with and address in order to maintain the standards in the
1: community. And Neil, I think it's important, too, that uh, the board publicize the rules frequently about decorations, especially when the holidays are coming up, um, so that people are aware, because not everybody is, they, they may have gotten the rules five years ago and haven't looked at them since. Um, So I think it's good to keep it in the forefront um, and and maybe an explanation as to why the rules are what they are um, so that people will be able to comply. It's easier to do that in advance than it is to have to make someone take down uh, decorations that are inappropriate.
2: Yeah, that's really a great point, too, Barb, And, and I've even seen certain situations where associates will uh, ramp up inspections and they'll tell the community, as you suggest, hey, we're going to come through and inspect your decorations to make sure we're compliant. We don't want to offend anyone. We don't want to limit anyone's expression. But again, our duty is to maintain the aesthetics, the curb appeal of the community, and we're going to come through and enforce it. We're going to enforce it appropriately with the guidelines and fines and violations we have in place. So yeah, your point about making it clear, I don't think you can overemphasize the fact that it's easy for people to forget, or they don't remember, or they didn't know, and uh, you encounter a lot of uncomfortable problems, let's be proactive again and deal with it up front as best we can. Bye.
0: Let's uh, keep talking about enforcement for a second. How do you make sure enforcement is, is uniform and non-discriminatory? Barb mentioned a few minutes ago the you know lots of newer holidays that maybe we didn't hear of five, 10, 20 years ago. Um, How do you make sure we're not discriminating against people in the community with with these rules and regulations on displays and decorations?
1: I think if you have a uniform policy about what can be displayed, uh, size uh, that they can't make noise um, and how long they can be displayed, um, that can apply to all holidays. It doesn't only have to apply to one and, and you don't have to have specific regulations for each holiday. I think it's, it's, you're, you're capable of coming up with uh, rules that can apply to all holidays.
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree with Barb's point there. And I think that is the best way to deal with that issue. And, and I know all uh, this is difficult. You may want to investigate or inquire the community. Is there someone that has a holiday where they'd like to express it in a way where they're going to do something to the exterior of their home? Uh, just so you know, so that no one is offended but again, as Barb points out, and actually really so, you can adapt generic general rules that are fair to everyone for every holiday that, that's appropriate. Uh, I've, I've seen recently that some communities are concerned about uh, Halloween decorations becoming too violent, um, uh, inappropriate in terms of display, uh, offensive in some way, and, and, and you have to deal with that. Uh, and, and that's just life, and that's just part of the role of the managing agent and or the uh, board in the association to handle the situations. But being aware and being fair to everyone, giving every opportunity to express themselves appropriately is certainly the best course of action. Although not easy to do, uh, it's something that you just need to be aware of and continue to try to accomplish as best you can.
0: So you're saying I should rethink my 25-foot tall skeleton next <laughs> Unless it's yes. a
1: smiling skeleton. Right.
0: <laughs> Correct. Well, you know, we know that sometimes homeowners uh, won't comply with a community association's rules, and, and this could be any rule. So how do you suggest uh, an association or a board treat a homeowner who just refuses to comply with these rules? Well,
2: well that's never
0: easy. Enforcement's
1: in place, right, Neil? You yeah,
2: exactly. The enforcement issue is really important, as Barb points out, and and uh, I, it's a limited and let me characterize it this way, as we look at many violations and how we're gonna deal with those, those violations, what are we going to do to penalize the folks? And I, I really look at it in, in just a couple simple ways. Number one, you can fine them uh, and whether they comply with the fines or not, that, that's one way, uh, or eventually if it becomes more and more egregious, um, they can be enjoined. Uh, the court action, preliminary injunction, enjoin them and get a court order to stop them from doing that. Uh, that's a time consuming and expensive process many times. And there's obviously gonna be some conflict and maybe retaliation against the association in terms of uh, the offending party hiring counsel, so on and so forth. So that's likely not where you wanna go, but sometimes that's the only alternative. So again, going back full circle, and Bart's mentioned this several times as well, let's have clearly defined guidelines, rules regulations, fines that are consistent throughout. Uh, unless you think it's appropriate to have a special fine policy for holidays and holiday decorations. And sometimes it is. Mm. If that's so, create those, publish those, make sure everyone knows what they're aware of, that they're aware of them. If it's the general fine policy that's applicable to all other rules and regulations, you're going to incorporate that in, into violations for um, decorations, as an example, then just make sure everyone knows that, hey, you're going to be subject to the same violations for other rules and regulations for failure to comply with the rules and regulations applicable applicable holiday decorations. Uh, but again, it's always a struggle. The association only has so many remedies regarding enforcement. The fine is the most is the most consistent one, the simplest one, and as we all know, if, if they don't pay the fine, it's a collection issue. Uh, you're going to proceed with a collection action uh, as the way to remedy that, if possible. So there's not a lot of options, but uh, consistency, having a clearly fine policy, and enforcing it, and finding. Uh, is certainly a good course of action as long as you're being consistent in chair.
1: Neil, let me ask you something. Um, we all know that um, homeowners have to have an opportunity to be heard um, before any, any penalties are assessed, uh, which usually means a hearing uh, before the board. So um, someone has violated the decorating rules and um, we need to schedule a hearing because the board wants to find them. Uh, but The hearing can't be scheduled until several weeks later, after which the decorations are already down. Uh, Can the board impose retroactive fines?
2: So that's a difficult question, and and it's a good one, too. Um, And and you can look at it from several several um, points of view, if you will. Uh, Number one. Uh, I, think, I think you can impose a retroactive fine, assuming everyone has noticed that this is going to be the policy and the practice. This is what we're going to do. The offending party does, is entitled to their, their day in court, if you will, and the opportunity to be heard. I think the question is where it becomes more difficult is is the offense one that's so egregious that it needs to be stopped immediately and we can't wait for a hearing or due process to determine whether or not we're being we're being fair and whether or not the the offending party has an argument in defense of their position and i'll just use the illustration we talked about before the 20 the 20 foot high snowman that's sitting out there with the fan and the blower that's a, not only visually annoying to the community but also noise-wise it's annoying to the community cuz the fan runs while the while the while the right. snowman's being operated what do we do with that if that's just totally um, non-compliant, um, do, d- does the board need to tell the, the, that homeowner, look, uh, you're entitled to your day in court and we're going to withhold any particular fine, but you got to remove the snowman in the meantime because it's not consistent with the rules, regulations, it's not aesthetic, it's not appropriate, and you know that or should have known that. I think with the proper notice, as you point out, Barb, that, that everyone, that you're assured as possible, everyone knows what the guidelines are and how they're going to be implemented and enforced. Uh, throughout the, the short holiday season, I think it's fair to be that aggressive. But again, it's a notice issue. People need to be informed and ultimately do need to have the due process they're entitled to.
0: Let me ask you a final question about applications for exemptions to the rules. How should a community association board go about approving applications for exceptions to decorating rules or should they?
2: Well, I'll, I'm anxious to hear Barb's point of view on this as well, but, <laughs> but my but my point of view is you need clear, concise rules and regulations that are fair and, and published to everyone. I don't think exceptions are appropriate because that has a tendency to to really minimize, and in some cases, uh neutralize the actual rules or regulations that are employed they should be well thought out those regulations should be well thought out in advance they should be implemented fairly and consistently the violations applied consistently and fairly and i don't think uh, starting with exceptions is a good policy that happens as i'm sure barbola attests to from board to board to board once the once the leadership and the board changes that will we're going to change the rules now that always happens But uh, that's not a good practice or policy either. So consistency, no exceptions, limited exceptions without clear justification is the the best practice.
1: I I agree with Neil. And, you know, the board has to judge the reasonableness of uh, applications for exceptions. Uh, I think there's a distinction. uh, For instance, um, you know, holiday Christmas decorations have to be removed by uh, January let's say January 15th, and 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 Aunt Greta is coming in from Lithuania on January 30th, and she really wants to see those decorations, and can we leave them up? Um, maybe a different answer than my three-year-old child who has cancer is coming home from the hospital uh, on, the, on two days after the, the date. Could we leave the decorations up so he can see them? Uh, so again, those are the kind of things that a board grapples with and a property manager grapples with. Um, you do try to want to treat everybody fairly, but you have to also weigh the reasonableness of the requests.
2: Yeah, that's very well put, Barb. Couldn't agree more.
0: Let me ask actually ask you one more follow-up question. This, this discussion really brings up a lot of different issues. Many of the holidays we're talking about are religious. We're talking about private communities. If an owner is prohibited from expressing a holiday that is you know a religiously based holiday. could they claim discrimination based on religious belief etc?
2: Yeah, no I think the answer is is no assuming that the board has implemented the policies fairly and they're not characterized in any way to point out or prohibit a particular religion or faith from expressing themselves. If we're generic in our application of the rules and regulations and that there are no way offensive or, or point to one particular religion or faith um i think the, the the implementation and restriction if you will on particular religious expression is appropriate and, and the board can do that again you're not pointing out or restricting any particular faith or religion you're saying these are our standards in our community of which all the association members have to live by because when you bought into the community as a homeowner, whether you read them or not, you took subject to your declaration, your bylaws and your rules and regulations, and you agreed to be bound by those. Um, And if you were not comfortable with those, perhaps you should have chosen another site in which to locate your your residence. So I think if it handled appropriately, uh, you can restrict an expression of a particular religious belief because you've already set the standards that all faiths, all ethnicities will be treated fairly and equally, and we're not giving preference or priority to anyone. And that's the way we've established, implemented, and enforced our rules and regulations.
1: And I'll I'll just add one thing. If if I were writing to a homeowner uh, about holiday decorations that are uh, in violation of the association's rules, I I usually like to use my, my favorite phrase which I've had hanging on my wall for many, many, many years. I didn't come up with it. I don't know who did. Whoever did put it very well. It says, purchasing a home in a community association offers many advantages to the homeowner, but at the same time, it imposes some restrictions. These restrictions are not meant as an inconvenience or an invasion of your freedom, but rather as a means of maintaining harmony in your community. And I think yeah, that's well what decorations well are put. all about.
0: Yes, that is very well put and a a good way to end our conversation today, which, by the way, has been really fascinating. A lot lot of different things to think about when we're talking about uh, this topic. So thank you both for joining me today for this episode of Community Matters Podcast. Thanks to our listeners for tuning in. For more resources and best practices on managing and governing your condominium, cooperative, or homeowners association, please contact CAI or visit our website at www.caikeystone.org. Thanks for listening.